Hey guys, welcome to Drunk Gossip. It's Valentine's Day night, and I am sitting here drinking alone. Tonight's specialty cocktail is a pink flamingo, which is red soda, orange soda, and vodka. What could be better? Um, so tonight's podcast is going to be a little more political than what we've been doing because apparently the world of politics went crazy today while I was busy working. Um, we're going to go ahead and we're going to start talking about um, Stormy Daniels. For those of you that don't know Stormy Daniels, this is a porn star who alleges that she had an affair with Trump. And not only that, though, see, that would be fine. Like, who cares? The man has cheated on every single wife. Um, But in this case, not only did he cheat on his wife, but allegedly she had just had, um, she had just had the little baby. uh, His name is escaping me right now. I keep on calling him Trip, but that is a Palin, and we will get to the Palins in a little bit. Um, so, Stormy Daniels, the story, um, as the story goes, they had an affair more than 10 years ago, and basically last year before, or 2016, just before the election, um, Trump paid her $130,000 to not talk about them having this affair. The thing is, is uh, in touch or one of those cheaper tabloids had already done an interview. I don't know what why the story got killed. Um, it could be because at the time of the interview, two thousand and eleven or so, Trump wasn't really um, a big name. He was, of course, because Donald Trump. But it was more like, oh, that's so Donald. So, anyways, so the story has been making the rounds. And in any other presidency, having an affair with a porn star may not end your presidency, but it's a huge scandal in you probably could look forward to not winning re-election. Of course, this being the era that we're living in, it's, oh, okay, nice twist. Let's move on to the next. Um, Which brings us to the newest developments in the story. We're not going to talk about how he apparently likes to be spanked on the bottom with magazine covers with his face on it. I, that's going to take a lot of vodka to get out of my head now. Um, but Stormy Daniels is apparently and allegedly going to um, talk about her story. Her manager has come out and said, Michael Cohen, Trump's attorney, has violated the non-disclosure agreement that they agreed to and by talking about uh, the payment and how it came out of his own pocket and also saying that he was writing a book. Um, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know if 
if any of this is legal. Uh, but when this article comes out, I will be in line to read it first thing because I guarantee you there will be some hot tea in there. Um, more so than what InTouch got. InTouch got a little bit, but again, they they basically 69 the whole story. Um, I don't know if it was for... In regard to a promise that was made that they would get some sort of exclusive or something. Um, but they could have sold a million copies, especially during the contentious 2016 election. Um, so now that Stormy wants to tell her story, I can promise you that there's going to be a line of people that really want to hear this story. And... I'm going to make another drink, and and I'm back with my drink. Again, I'm sitting here with the Flamingo, and we're talking politics tonight on Drunk Gossip. Um, so, Bristol Palin is getting a, a divorce. The mother of abstinence, uh, I used to say the, spokes, um, the spokesperson for abstinence, who was an unwed teenage mother... It could not make her marriage work. Now, let's be honest here. Marriage is hard work, which is why I'm not married. Unless you count my relationship with Vodka, I don't really have a great track record when it comes to long-term relationships. My last um, sort of pseudo-relationship ended in disaster. Um, so I don't fault Bristol Palin for... Not being able to keep it together. But let's be honest, abstinence doesn't work. Um, and as a teenage mother, I I don't feel like she should be talking about that. Um, and we shouldn't be either, so let's get into the gossip. So, basically, her husband, Dakota Myers, filed for divorce and he cited conflict of personalities. I have no idea what that means. Because you, you theoretically you should have dated the person for a while before you proposed and or got married. Um, and I don't remember much because I don't read much about the Palins because not my cup of tea normally. Um, but I do remember that they were together and then they broke up because she was with somebody else and didn't know who the baby daddy was for her second child. I mean, the girl is a living soap opera. Um, she would not be out of place on Days of Our Lives. And just FYI, producers of Days of Our Lives, please hire her and please give her a story that mirrors her own life because that would be a ratings bonanza. Um, but, uh, what I do remember from before is that they broke up, allegedly she cheated, allegedly there was some talk that she, um, may have cheated during the marriage. There's nothing to substantiate this, but, given the timing of the divorce and everything, who comes out with... I'm filing for divorce on Valentine's Day. Maybe people do. Um, 
my ex certainly had no problem breaking up with me just before Christmas, so clearly people are not um, as in tune with the holidays as I am. However, the whole conflict of personalities things is what really gets me. Um, a few of you might remember that the baby, the baby daddy of the first kid is Levi Johnston, who also dated the beloved and hopefully making a comeback comedian, Kathy Griffin. Um, so, he, they had this really just horrible, horrible fight over not only the baby, but child support and whatever. So, I'm kind of wondering why Levi didn't take Dakota aside and say, Hey, bro, you don't want to get involved in this. This is just messy, messy, messy. Um, And if you do want to get involved with this, when you break up, I'll give you the number of the photographer who took naked pictures of me for Playgirl because you're going to need it to fight this. And that's... if, If there was anything good that came out of... The Bristol Palin Levi Johnston breakup was that he decided to bear all for the entire world to see. I don't know if her husband will do the same thing. He's an army vet. Um, so he probably doesn't need the money as badly as Levi did. But just in case, guys, let's keep our fingers crossed that this dude says yes Take pictures of me naked. I'm going to refresh my drink and we'll be right back. And now let's talk about Scott Bayo. I know nobody wants to talk about Scott Bayo, but he's kind of a big story right now. It's almost like we went back in time to the 1980s. Um, so, uh, Scott Bayo. Um, there's a lot of contempt on my part. I don't like him. Um, I've never really cared very much for him. Um, of course, the same could be said about his first accuser, Nicole Eggert. There's nothing wrong with these people, per se. There's just something that really gets under my skin about them. Um, but... Let's dig into this because it is a huge story and it's only going to get bigger. So, Nicole Ager, a few weeks ago, came out with claims that Scott Baio molested and assaulted, sexually assaulted her during filming of Charles in Charge. And Scott did this really weird video where his wife was talking to him off camera and coaching him and whatever, saying, no, this never happened. So as as um, people like Nicole Eger tend to do, she went on um, one of the talk shows. I can't think of which one right now. Um, I want to say Dr. Oz, but I could be wrong. Um, but she, she went on there, and she went into graphic detail, talking about how he fingered her, uh, how he um, penetrated her and when she was only 14 years old. 
a lot of the critics that are speaking out against her are saying, well, look, you admitted that you slept with him willingly, and you have come out and said that there was no abuse, sexual or otherwise, on the set of Charles in Charge. And now you're flip-flopping. What's up with that? Um, I'm not Nicole Eggert, clearly. I'm just a happy gay boy living in New York City um, with no connection to any kind of sitcom. But if Tina Fey or Robert Carlock are listening, I would be more than happy to work on Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Okay, now that I have put my pitch for a comedy series out there, let's get back to Scott Bayo and Nicole Eggert. Um... When when someone denies abuse and then turn around and says, "Well, yeah, it did happen," I can understand why there's a little bit of um, hesitation for people to believe her. However, I think that what we're all missing is maybe she didn't view it as abuse or assault back then. People's mind can change. People can grow and they can say, oh, you know, maybe that 30-year-old should not have been touching me like that. You know, maybe maybe she looked at her daughter, maybe she, maybe it was a niece or nephew or someone who opened her mind and said, you know, this is not normal behavior. He was abusing his power. And let's face it, Scott Baio was a big star at the time. Um, He probably got away with a lot more than what he probably should have gotten away with. Um, You know, again, we we weren't on the set, so we don't know what really happened. Um, But what we do know is now Nicole Eggert has gone to the police as... Um, she was challenged by Scott Bayo to do, um, which, let me just say, never challenge somebody to do something because you don't think they're going to do it, because it always turns out against you, and now, this fight that was being fought in the press between the two is, could now potentially end up before a jury, um, or end up in criminal charges. And when, when I refresh my dream. Okay, so more Scott Bayo allegations. This time from Alexander Polinski, who played Adam on Charles in Charge. These charges are just, oh my goodness, um... They blow my mind, and they make me really sad that anyone was ever put through this. Um, Again, Alexander Polinski has gone to the police and made a police report and did a a press conference with Lisa Bloom and Nicole Ager. Um, So the allegations that Alexander is making against Scott Bayo are that he walked in on Nicole Ager and Scott Bayo having sex or sexy times. Um, and apparently he thought that it was story time 
And so he went and sat on Scott Baio's lap. And Scott Baio pushed him off and called him a gay slur. And from that point on, started just humiliating him at every point. Um, allegedly, at one point, Scott Baio threw a cup of hot coffee on him. Um, uh, pulled down his pants in front of the uh, casting crew of Charles in Charge. Um, continued to use just really horrible language against um, Alexander Polinsky, including um, the the gay slurs. Um, I, I keep going back to that because it's really what offends me the most about this whole thing. It, if you're going to be an asshole, at least be an asshole who um, doesn't use such hateful language. Um, you know, there are plenty of assholes out there in Hollywood who I don't particularly care for, but I would never get as angry at because at least they don't use that sort of language. I'm thinking of Sean Penn. Um, yeah, he's an asshole. Like, we know he has a temper. But as far as we know, he has never been derogatory towards women or... And when I say derogatory, I mean using language that would be very offensive. Clearly, he beat women, and that's not okay. Um, and I don't watch his movies, but if he happens to show up on a show I watch, I don't turn the channel because... Even though he's a horrible person, he's still a okay actor, I guess. I just won't pay to see him. Um, so, getting back to Alexander Polinsky, he has made these allegations, um, and he said that Scott Baio has offered him a private apology, but since he was publicly humiliated... He insists on having a public apology. And Scott Baio is like, oh, no, bitch. Not his exact words. Um, but Scott Baio is, is starting to sue Nicole Ager and Alexander Polinsky for making these quote-unquote false allegations against him. Here's the thing. If you want this story to die, don't give it your attention. The amount of press that these three are getting is because they keep fueling that fire. Bayo has challenged Polinsky and Eggert to go to the police. They did that. To now take it one step further and say that you're going to sue them because they made these allegations when they followed through on your request um, to go forward and file a police report, guess what? That does not make you look innocent. That just makes me think that there's more to the story, that there is some fire and you're hoping to kill it by threats of legal action. If you want the story to die, let it die. Don't do another weird video. Don't keep rehashing what was already said about you. Let the police do their job now. And I need one more drink and I will come back with a blind item.
And we're back with tonight's blind item. It's called The Distraction from Blind Gossip. Um, remember, if you want to read any of the blind items that we talk about on Drunk Gossip, all you have to do is go to blindgossip.com and you can find them there. Um, this particular one is called The Distraction. And it says, fans of this very clever TV series that ended more than a decade ago are excited about the rumors that the series might be coming back. It's not happening. Then why would the show's funny star put that rumor out there? As a distraction. No, he has no... Their source said, no, he has absolutely no intention of doing a reboot. He's just saying that to distract people from the negative story in the headlines about his legal trouble. The reboot story bumped the legal story. Hey, that's not funny, but it is clever. No reboot for you. Um, So very clearly, this is about Jerry Seinfeld. And the Seinfeld reboot that he told Ellen DeGeneres was a, quote, possibility. Um, So the legal story that was bumped was he's being sued for the concept of his new Netflix show called Comedians Comedians in the Car. Um... Reboots are great. I love Fuller House, which is technically a not a reboot, but a, a sequel series. Um, I love the reboot of One Day at a Time. I think it's very clever, and Rita Moreno can do no wrong. Um, I'm looking forward to the Murphy Brown reboot. Um, Candace Bergen is just another one of those actresses. I just I adore her. I think she's wonderful. Um, the Will and Grace reboot. I think the reboot is funnier than the original series. It got off to a very political start, um, but it had to because of how the reboot came to be. Um, but if you let go of the very first episode and just concentrate on, um, if you just concentrate on the subsequent episodes, not only did the show get funnier, but the characters are deeper and more real. Um, than they were in the original series. As for a Seinfeld reboot, I'm sorry, I just don't see it. I love the original series. I watched the finale just like everyone else. And I just think that that's one of those shows that it's better left off um, in, in the TV canon as being done. It ran for nine seasons. Um, it was the number one show on, on TV right up until the very end. Um, but just like the cast of Friends refused to do a reunion a reunion movie or a reboot of the series, Seinfeld needs to just lay there and go away. Um, today's sense of humor is not the same as it was in the 1990s when the show aired and when it was very popular. Um, I don't know that it would translate very well to today's standards. Just like I don't think Friends would translate. Um, There was some stories about millennials watching Friends for the first time on Netflix and calling it homophobic and misogynistic. And yes, it was. Back then, we didn't have this issue where everything had to be made into 
um, not everything was turned into a big deal back then. You know, sometimes we really just enjoyed ourselves. Sometimes we just really enjoyed watching the show and laughing. And just because we laughed at a joke didn't mean that we agreed with with the so-called message. And honestly, back in the 90s, there were no messages in sitcoms. The laughs were written in, they filmed them, and then they moved on to the next. I highly doubt anyone remembers um, the jokes that they wrote for Friends or Seinfeld or Full House or anything like that. Um, but again, um, to bring this ramble to a close and bring this episode to a close, no Seinfeld reboot, please. And with that, I wish you a very happy Valentine's Day.